Hey, Curious City producer Jason Mark here. And today on the show, we have a special treat for you. A collaboration of sorts. So our friends over at Reset with Sasha Ann Simons, that's WBEZ's daily talk show, of course, on 91.5 FM and streaming at WBEZ.org. They've been trying out something new. They came up with a series asking listeners for things that they're looking for. Everything from lost items to ideas. And I'm here with Reset Digital Engagement producer Claire Hyman. Claire, help me understand what exactly is going on here with this thing. Hey, Jason. So, you know, when you're looking for something online and it kind of just feels like you've exhausted all the Google searches, Mm -hmm. like there's just no combination of words that can help you find that exact thing that you're looking for. Or you do find it, but then it doesn't turn out as great as it sounded online. Sure. So I found a lot of times that the best help when you're trying to track something down comes from real people who, you know, you know, your friends, family, co-workers around the office. Sure. And this is especially true when you work here at WBEZ. Like when I moved back to Chicago and started working here, the station really helped me get to know the city again. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. So we wanted to try something kind of like a lost and found box. So you could call in with something you're looking for in the Chicago area and we'll put one of our producers on the case. Like what kind of stuff? So you could be looking for a place in your neighborhood to meditate where to get the spiciest peppers, a spot in your neighborhood to play pickleball. Yeah, and these are all real requests that we've gotten. And that sounds a little like what we do here at Curious City, which is why we thought it would be cool to bring our listeners along on your search. So what's the first thing you've tried to find? Well, we got an email from Elizabeth, who's from Winfield, Illinois, and for years she tried really hard to find a cup of the Scandinavian coffee that her friend had always talked about. Mm. So she was doing Google searches and she was calling places in Andersonville, which is a Chicago neighborhood that was historically Swedish, and she just couldn't find it. So she described it as an extra special coffee brewed with a cracked egg to take the bitterness out. My interest was piqued right away. Wow. Yeah. I mean... I'm a fourth-generation Chicagoan, and this is the first time I've heard of a Swedish egg coffee. Yeah, and you're not alone in that, Jason. Don't worry. All right, Claire. So you're going to take us along as you help Elizabeth find Swedish egg coffee? Yep. Great. We'll go on that hunt with you right after this. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Curious City is supported by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Curious City today to get 10% off your first month. So, Claire, where did you start your search? 
Well, I started with people I knew. So the first person I reached out to was my Aunt Heidi, who's Swedish. Her name is Heidi Anderson. And she takes her coffee very seriously. So she referred me to some bakeries in Andersonville, and I knew I could trust her. Wait, Heidi Anderson took you to Andersonville. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it does not get any more Swedish than that. I know, truly. And after I had called all the bakeries in Andersonville. I got referred to a few Lutheran churches from those bakeries. And I kind of just called everywhere that served any kind of Swedish tree, a bunch of churches in Rockford, Illinois. Really? Why Rockford? There's actually a very large Swedish American population in Rockford, Illinois. Hmm. I did not know that. And what did you find out there? So most people just hadn't heard of it. And our question asker, Elizabeth, had already done a little searching on her own before enlisting the reset team to find this coffee. So I did. I called Oliver Andersonville and I called a couple people who I knew who were 100 percent Swedish that I didn't even find recipes for it. But I made all kinds of phone calls and Google searches a couple years ago to find it. When Elizabeth was about 40, she met a 60-year-old woman named Ruby at church, and they instantly became friends. Elizabeth is a speech pathologist, and she noticed before anyone else that Ruby was having some cognitive decline. Hmm. So they kind of became closer because of that. She was just a really wonderful woman. She could see that I knew how to communicate with her, how to kind of take care of her, and she was a dear friend to me. And so we walked through life for several years together. So they would hang out, and Ruby would tell her the stories of her life growing up. Ruby was raised in Red Wing, Minnesota, with a whole bunch of other Swedish Lutheran people. And in particular, she had fond memories of the church and the special drink they would make. She had lots of memories about this special coffee that she would get little sips of, but because she was a young person, she was never in charge of making it. So when we would hang out, she would talk about it, and she would just explain it sort of vaguely to me. It just became this go-to thing that we could talk about. As their friendship grew, Ruby continued to decline. And toward the end of her friend's life, Elizabeth was really determined to track down this coffee so the two of them could drink a cup together. She would visit her every day at the assisted living home, and they would have lunch. We would kind of joke about coffee, and she would look at me, and she, you know, at, to the point where she wasn't able to communicate, but she would look at me with this twinkle, and in that twinkle, I knew exactly what she was saying. I want that egg coffee. It just became this little sweet little string tied between us. Well, Claire, this doesn't feel like your average request. This feels really personal and meaningful. Yeah, and it was just so great getting to hear Elizabeth's story with her friend Ruby and how this was such an important part of their friendship. Okay, so the big question on all of our minds, after calling maybe all the Swedish people in the entire Chicagoland area, did you ever find a place for Elizabeth to get the Swedish egg coffee? Unfortunately, like Elizabeth, I also struck out. And sadly, her friend passed away before they could share a cup. But that made Elizabeth crave it even more as a way to remember her friend. Mm. I really wanted to find this, so I enlisted some expert help. Hi, are you Chef Patty? Yeah. Oh, hi. I hope I'm going to see if you arrived or not. Yeah. I spoke to Chef Patty Rasmussen, who's the owner of Trey Kroner Cafe. That's a Scandinavian restaurant in the North Park neighborhood. 
When she first opened the restaurant, people would come in to share recipes or offer tips, and she got a lot of requests for this egg coffee. We used to have on the menu in the, in the first couple years that we opened, feel free to suggest anything you'd like to see. So I think that prompted a lot of people to ask for the egg coffee. But then I think as that population has aged and either forgotten or passed away, uh, I don't get too many requests for that anymore. So it seems like this egg coffee is something that Swedish immigrants really drank. Exactly. Patty says when Swedish immigrants moved to the Midwest, they brought this recipe with them. And it was a tradition to make a big batch of egg coffee for Lutheran church gatherings, which is also why it's known as church basement coffee. This um, area, it was more the religious Swedes who had settled here. So Swedish Covenant Evangelical Church. They founded that college. They founded Swedish Covenant Hospital. Um, one of their main churches is here just around the corner. I haven't met anybody in Sweden, and we went this past January. Um, nobody has heard of it there. So mm-hmm. I think it was more of a sort of a pioneer type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me get this straight. If you go to Sweden and ask for a cup of egg coffee, they're going to look at you a little bit funny and not know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Or at least it's not widely served there. And to add another complication to my search, there's no definitive recipe. It varies. And I never knew if it was the entire egg, if it was egg whites, if it was the shells. Um, But then upon asking in more detail and referencing some church cookbooks, it did vary. Some places put the whole egg in there. Some just put the egg whites. um, Some put the entire egg with the shell in there as well. Well, that sounds a little bit crazy. The shell and all, that's... That's surprising, to say the least, and maybe not exactly drinkable. Well, they did get rid of the shell, uh, but I'll explain more about that later. Okay, but what's the story behind the egg? What does the egg do to the coffee? Well, like we talked about, it was really made in church basements, and the church probably wasn't springing for the good stuff. So the main reason was to stretch the coffee and improve the taste a little bit. They weren't using the highest, you know, quality coffee. Um, and I think it also could have clarified the coffee because that's what we use egg whites for anyways. Um, when you're making a broth, um, that clarifies the broth. Um, so there must have been something magical about putting an egg in it that would either stretch the coffee, make it better in some way. And that's probably why it's not widely served at restaurants. It's typically made in large quantities to spread the coffee among more people and make cheaper coffee go down smoother. It's not very strong coffee either, but it tastes good enough to sip on for a long time. It's also not really served because we've all just become choosier when it comes to coffee these days. Plus, most people just aren't used to having a raw egg dropped in their coffee. So I hit a bit of a wall. But luckily, someone gave Chef Patty a Swedish cookbook many years ago, and it turns out that even though there isn't a definitive recipe, there are a lot of ways to make this drink. The book had not one, but two recipes for Swedish egg coffee. So this book is, um, I believe it's published by the Daughters of Sweden, which used to be, I'm sure they had hundreds of thousands of members, um, and now they're all a little bit uh, more or less defunct. There's very few chapters left. Yeah, okay, so there's a few, there's a couple here. Okay. Um, so this one is four cups of cold water, um, four teaspoons of egg. So that would mean that you crack the egg and measure it out. And then this one, coffee with egg, just says one egg. 
So add crushed eggshell and two tablespoons of water. So these two different recipes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like the fact that with the strength there, like you can make it for yourself. You can make it for like a little party or you can make it for your whole church. Exactly. Is like the sense I got from the recipes I found. It really is like, um, it's for everybody. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've got to ask, did you get a chance to try it? Since we couldn't find a place that made it, I just decided I needed to learn how to make it myself. I met up with my friend Quinn Hoffman, who's a barista, and he showed me how it's made. And we tried it. Cool. That's coming up. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I'd never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. So, Claire, you enlisted the help of a friend of yours to make a batch of this Swedish egg coffee. Yep. And I'll let him introduce himself. My name is Quinn. I am a barista. I've been a barista for five years and I work here at Groundswell as the operations lead. Quinn, have you ever made Swedish egg coffee before? No. So since he's never made it before, did he use one of those recipes we talked about earlier? Well, in true church basement style, we followed one recipe that essentially yields a big vat of coffee. Nine cups of water bring into a boil, so we're going to do that. Three quarters cup of coffee grounds. My fear is cooking the egg. I think I'm going to crack it into there and then just drop the shell in. From this point, we're just going to add the little mass of, of coffee and egg. And then let it simmer for three minutes. Pour in a cup of cold water and then let it sit for ten minutes. And then you just sieve it out... Okay, now let's uh, have a little taste, shall we? Taste test. What do you think? Uh, it's like really, really mild. I mean, I knew it would be the ratio. Mm-hmm. One to 50 is like absurd, so it's mostly water. I mean, it certainly doesn't taste eggy. There's no, it doesn't, it's not eggy. Um, I'm getting a little yolk. No, I'm I'm into this. I'm into this. That's my biggest beef with coffee is is the bitterness. So I would say this is pretty good. So, what's the verdict? Sounds like you actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. And for all the non-coffee drinkers out there, Swedish egg coffee actually might be for you because it's super smooth and it's not that strong, which I'm very cool with because I prefer coffee that's a little less bitter that I can sip on all day anyway. And were you able to share this recipe with Elizabeth who wanted to make a cup of this coffee to remember her friend? I did, and she told me she's really happy to have this recipe. So after the segment aired on Reset, she reached out and said that this gave her some real closure with her friend. 
that was really the coolest part of this whole experience for me. It's going on this journey with Elizabeth and learning about her friendship with Ruby. Well, this has been a fun experiment, Claire. Maybe we can do this crossover again sometime? Yeah, I think we should, Jason. Well, what are you guys on the hunt for right now? So we're looking into a couple more food investigations. I'm trying to find this special apple syrup that used to be served at Walker Brothers' original Pancake House. And I'm also going to track down what happened to these big, colorful statues by Alexander Calder that used to be in the lobby of the Sears Tower. So that's coming up. But we are always on the lookout for more submissions. Cool. And if people have things that they'd like you to track down, what should they do? They should send us an email at reset at WBEZ.org. Of course, if you want the Curious City team to investigate a question you have about Chicago history or culture, go to WBEZ.org slash Curious City. Claire, thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you for having me. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation and is produced by me and Joe Dassault. Our reporter is Adriana Cardona-Magigod. Maggie Sivet is the digital and engagement producer. Marie Mendoza is our fellow, and Johanna Zorn edits the show. I'm Jason Mark. Thanks for listening. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.